This is who you know. I recently picked up a, a new translation of Italo Svevo's A Very Old Man, which is the book uh, that he was working on uh, at the time of his death. Um, and I thought I'd read a couple of pages that I enjoyed. Uh, it's from a, a story called The Confessions of a Very Old Man. April 4th, 1928. A new era has begun for me on this date. I discovered something of importance in my life, or rather, the only important thing that has ever happened to me. It was the account I made of a part of my life, a batch of written tales set aside for a doctor who'd prescribed them. Reading and rereading these, I find it easy to put things in the places where they belong, places my inexperience had prevented me from finding. How alive that life is, and how definitely dead the part I didn't recount. I look for it sometimes, anxiously, feeling amputated, but it's nowhere to be found. I know, too, that the part I told was not the most important part. It became the most important because I obsessed about it. And now, what have I become? Not a man who lived, but a man who wrote things down. Ah, the only thing that matters in life is collecting one's thoughts. When everybody else understands this as clearly as I do, they will all write. Life will be literaturized. Half of humanity will devote itself to reading and studying what the other half has put down. And contemplation will take up as much time as possible. Time to be subtracted from horrid real life. If one part of humanity rebels and refuses to read the lucubrations of the other part, so much the better. Each person will read himself. And whether each life becomes clearer or murkier, it will evolve, correct, crystallize. At least it won't remain what it is. Undistinguished, buried as soon as it's birthed, with those days that fade away and accumulate, one identical to the next, to form years, decades, a life so empty it merely serves as a number in a st statistical table of demographic trends. I want to start writing again. I'll put my whole life and my every incident in these pages. They call me a grumbler at home. I'll surprise them. I won't open my mouth and grumble only on the page. I'm not made to fight, and so when they suggest that I'm no longer able to understand things, rather than deny it or try to prove I can still look after myself and my family, I'll run here to regain my peace of mind. I'll discover that the person written about here is quite different from the one rec I recorded years ago. Life, even when not written down, leaves its mark. 
I think one grows more serene with time. I no longer suffer that foolish remorse, those terrifying fears of the future. How could it terrorize me? I'm living that future now, and it spins by without creating another. So this is not even a real present. It's out of time. There's no ultimate tense in my grammar. Yes, I did think the rejuvenation procedure would change things. However, I decided upon it capriciously and was always ambivalent, confused, forever about to change my mind, with one ear out in case my wife, my daughter, or my son began to insist that I should stop. But no one did. Most likely, they wanted to witness that amazing operation, which in any case would cost them nothing. And so I went along, suffering and concealing it. First I compromised myself with my wife and my daughter, broadcasting my intentions in an attempt to frighten and punish them. And then on the telephone with the doctor, once again hoping to frighten and punish him. And so I ended up on the operating table entirely against my will. Afterwards came a case of boils that has confined me to my bedroom for a month. All the same, old age is the peaceful stage of life. So peaceful, it's not easy to record. Where to grab hold, to begin to describe what led up to the surgery? The aftermath is easy. The expectation of the youthfulness the operation was meant to bring was itself a kind of youthfulness, a period of hard suffering and great hopes. I see how my life began in infancy, passed through a turbulent adolescence that one day subsided into youth, a sort of disenchantment, and then plunged into marriage, resignation interrupted by the occasional rebellion, and from there to old age, the main thrust of which has been to cast me in shadow and eliminate my role as a protagonist. For everyone, even for me, my life served to enhance the importance of the others. My wife, my daughter, my son, and my grandson. Then came the operation, and everyone looked on me with admiration. I grew excited, returned to an earlier stage of life, quite like what my own had been. I mean the life that doesn't require operations, natural life the one everyone has. And excitement led me to these pages, which I think I should never have abandoned. Justified though my self-reproof is, it's not more convincing than the shame of that other old man who felt he had withered because he no longer had women. I'm writing because I must. When once a pen in hand would have made me yawn, I think the operation has had a salutary effect. <laughs>